0: My colleagues on the other side of the aisle complain about shutdown, yet they are the masters of shutdown. They shut down and brought to a halt the great American economy, resulting in exactly what you're experiencing right now, and the American people feeling in terms of inflation, in terms of inability to afford homes, inability to afford gasoline, inability to afford power. Those are the mandates that the American people are concerned about. Those are the unfunded mandates that are killing their way of life right now at home. That's Chip Roy, congressman from Texas. Are we going to have a government shutdown? I don't know. You want to get freaked out by that? That's on you. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Well, Tony, it's not like you're getting a check from the government. But other people, they've got to seriously worry about it. Oh, I, I I hear you. I hear you. It affects everybody differently. I refuse to get worked up. I have seen too many of these. I have watched too often. And the deal gets done. Yesterday, the vote 216 to 212 to advance four appropriations bills. They'll get a vote this week. Only person to vote no is Marjorie Taylor Greene out of Georgia because there were funds going to Ukraine, which it turns out is the only thing Republicans are thinking about. I was at an event yesterday in Fort Wayne where I was moderating a, a debate amongst Republican candidates running uh, in the Indiana Third District for Congress. Congressman Jim Banks running for Senate. People wanna take uh, his, his seat. They were there, it was a, a short thing and then a meet and greet with, with, with activists and, and, and others talking to the people directly and having conversations. Privately, yeah, you know, one on one. I, was, I should, It wasn't like in private. Off the record, they we're, were right there for the world to see. And as it, in in conversations that we're talking about education, Ukraine would come up. Um, I only hope that the party understands that Tucker Carlson has far more of an effect on the party than 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 they do. Or uh, concepts of foreign policy do, but we'll get we'll get into that. It's a big, big subject for the political right. It's a big subject for Republicans. Now McCarthy is uh, taking a victory lap because he's been defeated on a couple of these things last week, and now getting something done. If you don't pass all 12 appropriations, you will have the penny plan go into effect. 1% cut across the board in spending, across everything, including defense. I don't want defense cuts, but it's going to come. Now, will the Senate agree to anything? I have no idea. This brings us to the CR, the continuing resolution. Supposedly, the Senate wants to put forth its own continuing resolution. I have no idea if that's going to come. The House continuing resolution cuts government spending by 8%. And that 8% would really just exist for 30 days, the existence of the continuing resolution. And then whatever they agree to would then go into effect. Senate Democrats are like, that's a non starter which is more of a reason, if you want to argue it this way, for the House to pass it. Tell Chuck Schumer to figure it out. Let him be responsible for the shutdown, which would be an interesting political play. Can't handle an 8% cut for 30 days? Maybe you don't understand how the American people live. Right now, I don't see these 12 bills getting done. I I see uh, the 1% coming. Will there be some deal to avert shutdown? Most probably. And if not, it'll be shut down for a day or two or three or four. And don't worry, everybody will eventually get their money because they always get paid back. Me, I would never pay them back. There's no money. There's no money. You don't get paid. That's it. Thank you. Oh, I'm. and I would say this to anybody nose to nose. It's awful. But I'll say it to you directly. If people didn't get paid... These elected officials would be better at doing their job. But everyone's going to get paid. So, no. Not getting worked up. Not going to be a part of it. I expect this deal to be done in the next few days. I expect the possibility of a shutdown for a few days. A continuing resolution where the spending is 4% cut for 30 days. And then uh, we're back to spending like drunken sailors. Which is really an insult to drunken sailors. It's just rude. Tony Katz at 93 WIBC. Good morning. I keep reading stories about how they're going after the girlfriend of this guy who, well, didn't escape... Prison was mistakenly released from custody two days after he was arrested. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. No, I'm not the guy who was arrested. Kevin Mason was uh, arrested. He gets released by the. Uh, look, the, the sheriff's office did this. His girlfriend. Desiree Oliver is accused of providing transportation to him in an attempt to keep him from being caught. They even have uh, a statement uh, uh, from her where it was uh, t- where she saw him and she said, They let you out? So you can imagine her surprise. They're going after her. Can we ask ourselves what we're doing about Sheriff Forrestal? He let a guy out of prison. His system doesn't work. Or something didn't work. Who's responsible here and who loses their job? They let him out. They failed to do their job. Who is responsible? Who gets fired? By the way, he's charged with second degree murder for a shooting in 2021 in the parking lot of the Shiloh Temple in Minneapolis, Minnesota. According to Minneapolis police, a man was killed. They thought he went to Florida. He was living in Indianapolis for two years. Why is there no one saying, hey, What the bloody hell did Sheriff Forrestal do here? Why is there no conversation about his culpability, about the sheriff's office culpability? Explain it to me. Walk it through slowly. Because as far as I'm concerned, all this about the girlfriend is a lot of bluster to make it seem like, oh, look what we're doing. I want to know what you did. Never mind what you're doing we know what you're doing you're looking for the guy. I want to know what you did. I don't know why this is difficult. I have no idea why this is a problem. what did you do? why did you do it and who gets fired? It's a question the voters should be asking. Why is why does Forrestal get to remain sheriff? Uh, Again, why? I'm asking. I would love an answer, but this is Indianapolis. You don't get answers. You never ever get answers in Indianapolis. You know what you get told? Ah, you're just complaining. You understand how much the current leadership hates you, right? If you live in Indianapolis, you 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 must understand this by now. The current leadership hates you. The Democratic Party hates you. I was discussing this earlier. I need to go over it again, and I'm going to go over it probably every day until Election Day. In Indianapolis, the Indiana Democratic Party wants you to focus on Trump, the NRA, and abortion. These are the things they want to tie you to. They want to tie him to. They want to tie uh, uh, Jefferson Shreve to Trump, the NRA, and abortion. This is their plan. Their plan is to say, don't look at the murder rate. Don't look at the violence, don't look at the crime, don't look at the lack of of successful programs and policies under Joe Hogsett for eight years. Don't look at potholes. Don't look at the lack of jobs. Don't look. Abortion, Trump, the NRA. Joe Hogsett and the Indiana Democrats are making a bet. And the bet is the people of Indianapolis are such Pavlovian freaks that they won't pay attention to what's happening to them if I scream about these other things. Talking about Pavlov's dog, you ring the bell, the dog salivates because it thinks it's gonna get fed. It's a training technique. You create what is known as the Pavlovian response. If X, then Y. Scream abortion enough and Republicans are taking away your rights. And that'll be the only thing you focus on. Meanwhile, your kids are not safe walking down the city streets. The Indiana Democrats are placing a bet that Hoosiers in Marion County will fall for that. This is their bet. The polling probably tells them, and as we've seen in 2022, good bet. But that bet only works if the people are willing to buy into it. If you are a mom in Indianapolis... And abortion is the reason you're going to cast your vote for Joe Hogsett in Indianapolis. You hate your kids. And I would just like to ask why. Joe Hogsett has nothing to do with abortion. Joe Hogsett can't set abortion policy. He can't. He can't. He has no power whatsoever. This is your local government. This is about making sure the roads are safe to travel down, not filled with potholes. This is making sure that the garbage gets picked up. This is making sure that when you walk downtown, you are safe and you go home safely and your kids do too. And that we have the ability to attract business, attract jobs, attract a tax base and thrive. No innovation from Joe Hogsett. No innovation from the Democrats in how you fill the office buildings. No attempt to. The attempt is to say abortion, 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 and you should therefore vote for Democrats. It's been eight years. It's not working. The city doesn't work. Give something else a try. But don't you dare buy into this. The Indiana Democratic Party hates you, Indianapolis. And let me be a little more clear on some specifics. Hates you, black women. They hate you. They don't think you're paying attention to what's happening to your own kids in your own neighborhoods, with your own families, with your aunts, with your cousin, with your entire extended family. They think that the only thing that matters to you is abortion and Trump. But that's not how you feed your family. And that isn't the only thing that matters to you. They don't have a vision to make your life better. Give Jefferson Shreve a try. Hogsett has shown you over eight years that he's incompetent, and the Democratic Party has shown you in this election that they hate you. Maybe vote for somebody who you don't agree with on everything, but doesn't hate you. It sure as hell won't lie to you, or at least isn't saying to you that abortion is a subject you should vote for when it comes to a mayor. Election Day is coming. Whenever I see your smiling face, I have to smile myself. We have flamingos. This is true. Tony Katz. 93 WIBC, good morning. By the way, just as an update uh, regarding this guy who was let out of jail and wasn't supposed to be, the sheriff's office letting him go. They arrest uh, the girlfriend. They're doing so much. WTHR has the story that two uh, Marion County uh, Sheriff's Office employees were fired. I I just don't know which two. I asked the question, who gets fired? Why isn't the sheriff responsible? Why is there no conversation about Forrestal? The investigation found one of the inmate records clerks saw three holds, right? You have this guy who was released. He's wanted for murder in Minnesota. He gets released after two days. He goes to see his girlfriend. The girlfriend's like, they let you out. Now they've got the girlfriend arrested because she was providing aid. They let him out. I don't even know if she's committed a crime, to be honest. How did it happen? An investigation found that one of the inmate records clerks saw these holds from Minnesota, three of them, cleared two of them as she thought she was clearing duplicate bookings. Authorities in Minnesota waived extradition on the final warrant, not realizing that Marion County had cleared the other two. The original records clerk and two others were supposed to review all the booking information and did not catch the error, and therefore this guy was released. So two people got fired. Who are the two? And is that enough? And you're the sheriff, the buck stops with you. Just wanted to have an update to that story. Now let's get to the flamingos, because this is the craziest. They have found flamingos in Indiana. They have found flamingos in Wisconsin. Specifically when it comes to Indiana, along the Ohio River. Patriot Indiana, which is southeast Indiana. This has been happening since September, and the question is, how in the world does this happen since the beginning of September? This happens with Hurricane Adalia that started there in uh, uh, south of Cuba, then moved its way up the Gulf of Mexico, north of Tampa, kind of hitting the panhandle, going across Georgia into South Carolina. That storm changed weather patterns so much winds and everything else that it pushed the flamingos to us really happening now i don't know if you try and catch the flamingos and drive them back down i i don't know how that works do will they naturally migrate again back south Uh, I I have no understanding of the flight possibilities of flamingos. I know they, they, they fly, but for how long of a distance? How long will it take them to get back to Tampa? I'm watching. You're watching, and it's certainly a hope that the flamingos get out. I have no idea if you move them out or not. Crazy the argument is that this is the first time in modern history that a flamingo has ever been spotted in indiana so if if you see one around uh uh don't don't touch it you can take a picture then maybe let somebody know i don't i don't like cuz i don't know if there's an issue as well like sometimes you see this with with, with species that shouldn't be in certain areas and you create issues. Certainly we've seen this with Asian carp. We've seen this with other things where it's really invasive and really dangerous. I don't know if a flamingo brings with it anything, you know, threatening. They, they, they look adorable. Um, but I'll be curious to find out. It's just weird. Super weird. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Ready for debate night? Woo! I mean, there's a lot to get. There's a lot to get ready for. Uh, we've we've got a night with WIBC. That's uh that that's taking place uh, next Wednesday, presented by Relay Indiana. Tony Katz, ninety three WIBC. Good morning. I'm ready. I'm ready for that. Matt Bear and uh, producer Jonathan might make a surprise appearance or not. I haven't figured that part out yet. And then uh, uh, the, the, the next day, that would be on uh, the 5th. Uh, I am giving the keynote speech to the Bartholomew County Republicans. You can go to bartholomewcounty.gop. It is the Reagan Roundup fall dinner. I am pretty sure chicken will be served. Uh, and uh, that is, uh, you can get the VIP ticket. You can get uh just a regular ticket. You can buy a, a table, gonna be a good time. It's I'm I'm coming, I'm coming ready. It's gonna be fantastic. So that is bartholomewcounty.gop. That is Thursday, October 5th. Get your tickets now. Buy five tables and get the sixth one at regular price. Get that happening right now, bartholomewcounty.gop. And then we've got a big fundraiser that we're doing up in Gas City. Uh, with Eat, Drink, Smoke on October 7th. We are we are busy, people. Busy. Tonight is the debate. The second Republican debate. You have seven candidates. That will be there. You've got DeSantis. You have Nikki Haley. You have Tim Scott. You have Vivek Ramaswamy. You have Mike Pence. You have Chris Christie. And you have North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum. Asa Hutchinson did not make it. Asa Hutchinson should be gone. Now, I am going to uh, live stream the debate. So I'll be doing that uh, over on Rumble. Uh, just look for Tony Katz and, or go to TonyCats.com. You'll be able to see everything. I'm going to live stream commentary, the drinking, everything else. Uh, by the way, uh, if you want to know what to drink and what to smoke for, for the debate, I- I'm here to tell you that we will be smoking from Espinosa Cigars, uh, the six provinces. If you have not done the six provinces from Espinosa, Espinosa does Knuckle Sandwich, uh, Espinoza, which is with Guy uh, Fieri of, uh, of Food Network. They do uh, the Laranja uh, series. Uh, they do uh, the, the 601. They do excellent, excellent, excellent work. Uh, the six provinces is special, so it, it, there, there's there's six of them because it's from the six provinces of uh, of Cuba is is how they do it. Fantastic, fantastic cigar. So you can get that. I believe at almost every cigar retailer. I think you can get it at Cigar Haven uh, in in Fishers. I think you can get it um, at a. Uh, I think you can get it at uh Final Third Cigar in Ingalls and Maduro on Maine, in Fortville. I think you can get it at Carmax in Noblesville. I think you can get it at, at Smoker's Choice uh and at uh Mr. B's in Avon. Uh so I, I I think I blend uh in Indianapolis, so I think you can get it in most places. Um that's I, I I start there. I think that is the cigar that I, that I will be smoking for uh, tonight. Uh, if you are over there uh, at uh, Premier Arms because they do have a humidor that I have curated, uh, I don't think we have uh, the Six Provinces in their humidor, but I've got a lot of selections there from Eat Drink Smoke that you can go uh, check out and you'll you'll be good with that. I will be drinking the uh, Jack Daniel's Single Barrel Barrel Proof. Tennessee whiskey, it's not bourbon. Uh, bourbon has rules, and this is not following the rules, so therefore it is not bourbon, it's Tennessee whiskey, and they want it that way. The Jack Daniels single barrel barrel proof. So that's what I'll be drinking. I'll be smoking the six provinces from Espinosa. This is how I'm handling the debate tonight. Uh, your your debate experience may be different, and you can watch along the live stream over there uh, at TonyKatz.com or Rumble.com uh, slash TonyKatz. also have it on, on Twitter. In terms of expectations for the debate, I have to assume there will be more heat on Nikki Haley. Certainly, there'll be conversations about government shutdown. That's going to happen. Certainly, there's going to be conversations about the border and the problems that New York and other places are having. Certainly, with these riots in Philadelphia uh, that took place last night and the looting that took place, I should say, last night. Oh, call called a riot. A police officer, the charges were dismissed for a lack of evidence. So the answer is, destroy the Apple store. But as we've seen with all the looting that takes place, you don't even need a, a situation to take place. You just go about organizing the looting. Target has closed nine stores because of organized retail theft. Organized. They get together on on, on a Facebook page. Now, some of this is, hey, go uh, steal that, bring it to us, and we'll give, you, we'll give you some cash. We'll take care of the rest. Don't you worry. So there is some of that going on. The problem is we as a society are accepting it. These are going to be subjects that come up. But I think that the heat is going to get directed more towards Nikki Haley on this one. How does Nikki Haley handle that will be a, a big question. But the guy who has the most to lose is Ron DeSantis. The latest poll, if we wanna believe in polls, is kind of fascinating because I I would almost argue it's an outlier. Trump 55, DeSantis 17. 17 is a little bit higher for DeSantis. And what it really is, it's the it's the lowest spread I've seen in a while. It's Trump plus 38 and you're like, Tony, he's plus 38. What are we talking about here? I'm not saying that DeSantis is making a comeback. Although, they're going to utilize this poll to say that. And coming out a- as it has is going to make them feel very, very, very good. I think DeSantis is in the biggest position to fail. It's crazy. I. I- it is crazy. But there comes a moment where the painting of this guy can't do it becomes true. It becomes real. It's a very hard thing to fight. It can not be fought, it's just very, very hard. I don't know if on the national level we've gotten there or is it just the reverse? And I'm staring at this right now as new data is coming out because in Iowa, the CBS poll has DeSantis cracking 20 to 21 giving Trump a spread of just 30. This is why I say DeSantis has the most to lose in this debate.